morning everybody um welcome to episode 10 um this episode is around self-regulation and just diving in a little bit deeper um and i think the self-regulation is super super important in relation to emotional maturity so what i'm going to do is i'm going to unpack a little bit about how that develops um and um and really simplify kind of my understandings around that um and 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 kind of hopefully share some of that knowledge and understanding with yourselves so that you you're able to also apply some of that to your own world and understanding um i think you know to me if you know there's self-regulation there's co-regulation there's um you know that there's different ways that you know like particularly as an like as an infant you're often in a co-regulation, which means that you're like co-regulating with a parent or a caregiver. So like to me, self-regulation is super important because it's the ability really to bring yourself back to equilibrium, to experience a stress or a stressor or a hardship, and then to be able to work through that and return yourself to equilibrium or, or homeostasis. Um, is is another term for it um so your ability to regulate your internal um emotional world your internal um you know reactions to things um to be able to assess them um and um you know respond with your own like characteristics and demeanor and you know the things that you've grown up over the years and and how you've built up tolerances and resilience and blah 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 so so basically self-regulation um you know it, it's it's what's what they call part of the attunement cycle when an infant is born um you know like it i mean it happens even before the baby's born but like so let let's i'm going to really simplify this right so um you know baby infant has a need so the need is you know food hunger um uh, growing pains um needs a cuddle um you know, needs a diaper change, like or nappy. Sorry, and um, whatever that looks like, there's a there's a there's a need. So to display that need or to communicate that need, the baby experiences stress, and that stress is often crying, um, or the distress is crying. Then, um, you know, mum or dad comes and meets that need, and then the baby stops crying and returns to equilibrium. Um, and this cycle happens over and over and over again so that the baby lays down a foundation that mum and dad will meet their need so they do not need to become so stressed with the crying so they can develop other ways to communicate their needs. Do you know? So like um, my little Cooper, um, who's a nephew of mine, when he was a bubby, you know, like he, he would click his tongue so he stopped becoming so distressed for food because he knew mum or dad would respond. Then he would started just clicking his tongue and, you know, he'd click his tongue all the time and um, that's how he'd communicate. So he he was learning that, um, one like in that, he's learning patience, he's learning to wait, he's learning to, you know, um, to communicate, to, you know, to connect and attune to mum. But he's he's taking that initiative so so it's um it's moved from like a co-regulation to like self-regulation so because he's regulating his own temperament um and we do that thousands and thousands and thousands of times in many different ways in the in the in, throughout life but for those real foundations it is in the first couple of years of life um 
where we really kind of set down that temperament. So, you know, like it's also about how, how, you know, how he was interacted with as well and how he was challenged and encouraged and, you know, how he at times needed to wait or, you know, like that there was, there was a, you know, it's, there is hardship or stressors that were okay. Do you know, not, now I'm not talking about neglect or I'm not talking about abuse or anything like that. I'm talking about healthy levels of development where, do you know, like sometimes dinner is not ready on time, do you know? So how, how that's communicated, how he's reassured, do you know, that, that kind of stuff as a, you know, like this is early, like first three months, first six months of life. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, like, um, yeah and then and then on to probably up to three or four years um where needs are communicated and then they're attuned to and the parent co-regulates with the child but with levels of um also learning and growth because too available um produces like the child is then not having like stress or events that they're having to regulate it's the same with you know like emotions and frustrating and I think in my example in the in the emotions podcast that I talked about was around biting do you know what I mean like the kids that you know they're so frustrated they start biting do you know and then they keep biting until they learn about frustration and you see that do you know like you can see when they they start to stop biting but you also see that it gets it often gets worse before it gets better um do you know but but I think that that's that's these these are really great examples to understand in the sense that um that the learning that's happening in that really those simple moments of connection and and understanding needs and having needs met and then seeing the child not become so distressed do you know and seeing the child be able to manage manage their distress and trust and it's 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 a trust cycle but it is that attunement cycle um do you know so so baby like basically baby learns that mum and dad will be there bad things happen when when um you know mum and dad aren't there do you know and 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 moving into this you know like same with abuse and things like that like learning stops growth stops development stops do you know like um uh and then and then if it's if it's you know sometimes and partially and do you know like um it can impact but but one of the things is, is it, it's also not to be all the time, <laughs> you know, it's a fine balance, um, between that relationship between the, the, the family and the mum and dad and the bubbies, um, do you know, uh, of that attunement cycle, um, you know, because it's, it's, um, like mums and dads have that real inner knowing around their child and it's about how they trust that inner knowing and 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 be able to you know respond and be available um where needed um but not you know like it's not like it's you know it takes prolonged um prolonged neglect and prolonged like not available um, you know, and not attuned for damage to occur, you know, the occasional moment or the occasional, you know, like all the, all the every now and then, you know, like you, you're not available or you are too available or what, like, you know, that's, that's not it. It has to be a prolonged, uh, prolonged delay 
from my understanding and what I've seen um, in a lack of attunement to cause really significant damage um, to, you know to a child um, that then when they're older there are they are actually able to you know relearn and and you know like that you can teach a dog new tricks or whatever that old saying is is you can't teach an old dog new tricks you can teach anybody new tricks they they know that these days um so so just to clarify that right because i know like uh, parents are very super sensitive all the time um because you know they're so um they've got this human little human being that they that they love tremendously and you know sometimes that love can blind us um in the way that we the way that we're too available um you know or, or it can create significant you know our like difficulties in our own self-regulation um so like it's like I think listening to this and 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 thinking about this and talking to your partner about it and talking to other mothers and other fathers about it is a really healthy thing to do because then it means that you're creating your own understanding in the context of your world um, which is actually really important, you know, because some of this may, it may bring up things for you. It may think about things. You may take some things personally, um, but you need to be able to have a barometer. And the barometer is either your partner and, and a group of friends that you can bounce things off and decide where you are in that. Because initially people always go to, I'm doing it wrong or I'm doing this or I've harmed this or I've done this or, you know, I'm not a good enough mum or I'm not a good enough dad or you know, um, because you forever don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Do you know, like you, you start to feel like you've got it and you, you start to feel like you know what you're doing and then all of a sudden it gets, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. So it is an extremely, it's like the most hardest thing people will do. So I, I, I want to caveat with that. Do you know what I mean? So like if this does bring stuff up, talk to people. Don't internalize it. Do not not talk to people because that's you just internalizing it and your inner mum critic or your inner dad critic is going to go to town and that's not what we want do you know like one of the best things that you can do is be open to learning and be curious about what 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 do you need and what does your family need um do you know but it cannot be in an isolation with your own conversations with yourself <laughs> do you know because that's all that is is your own anxieties your own mama guilt your own fears do you know um and you're just having a conversation with them making them louder and louder which is making you dysregulated do you know then makes you you know it, it's it's so harder to connect with other people and see what's happening when you're dysregulated um because you see the world as a threat do you know so so just coming back to that attunement cycle is it is important to understand that's where the foundations for those um, for the self regulation occurs. Then what I believe, and I you know like I think this has been thrown around before, but I do believe the emotional maturity that's attached and comes with that self regulation is in teens. Do you know like I think like it's not to say these are exclusive, right? It, to me, it's always learning. But the foundation and the crash courses and where those are tested, um, to me, the, the you know, being a teenager is really where it's being <laughs> ripped apart, you know, because one, you've got hormones that are, that are raging and your emotions are up cuckoo land, um, do you know, like, and, 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 and 
there's a lot you're struggling with as well as the world is upside down, you know. So there's a tremendous amount of emotional distress that pre-teens and teens are facing, um, you know, and, and trying to work out on top of that, you know, lay those foundations around their identity and where they fit in the world and the things they want to do and blah, 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 blah. You know, like it's a lot. Um, and then you add in good old social media, which I have talked about being as, you know, close to, you know, you may as well give your kid a packet of cigarettes a day. Um, really in terms of the damage to the health, um, you know, go and check the last couple of podcasts out if you're interested in that. But so with the self-regulation, so it's the attunement cycle and, you know, talked about the infants, but just want to come back like the, the preteens and teens and that emotional maturity, right? So understanding that, you know, the, the teenagers and their emotional needs, you know, their, their emotions are so amplified. They're so, they're really, really, really 120 million percent at once, or they're so dampened and so closed off. There's no emotions, you know, like they're really extreme experiences for them. They may not be for you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like watching your child go through it and talking to children and what they're going through, their, their intensity level and what they understand is so much more <laughs> than what we could ever perceive. Um, just because of what's driving it, how much fuel's behind it, their emotions, their hormones, all of that kind of stuff. And their ability, like one of the things is, is kids, um, you know, when, when you have a difficult, when you can't self-regulate, you have difficulty also being future orientated. Um, you know, you have difficulty being able to see that, you know, like, um, that the, the bully will be gone in a month. Do you know that, that you'll have, um, that you have friends that you, um, do you know, like that, that your boyfriend slept with your best mate, um, is not like the end of the world and it's actually a true gift because he was a dick. Sorry. Um, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, like the things that the chaos that surrounds those, those, um, years, um, they end, do you know, high school ends, um, so, and it, like, they're, you know, it is literally a war zone, um, that, that kids are, are trying to survive as well as, you know, everything else. And, you know, the kids these days are so sexualized and, and, and the relationships that they're having and all, all of that kind of stuff. But, but they don't have the ability to see beyond that. And that's one of the things with being able to, you know, having that difficulty in self-regulating is that you can't see beyond that moment, you know, because you're so dysregulated. You're either holding on to someone else to try and regulate you, like a partner or something like that, um, you know, and um, or or you're so internalized that you, you can't see beyond the pain that you're in right then. Um, and I do think that this is, you know, this also has quite a lot to do with, um, you know, youth suicide and even younger ch children suiciding these days, which is very scary. But, you know, like um, children as young as 10 and, you know, like um, suiciding, um, the, the, the self-regulation stuff I think has a lot to do with that um, just because they can't, they don't have the ability to see beyond that moment, which is terrible. And, and I mean, that, that happens... 
um, in in a lot of suicides. Generally, people are so stuck in their pain that they can't can't they're not future orientated. They're just in the moment. They can't see beyond that moment, which is terribly it's a terribly painful place to be. Um, so and and that's part of one of you know like one of my fears around the prevalence of people being dysregulated um, and not being able to self-regulate and the the increase in um, uh, mental health and the increase in suicide. Um, you know, like I do believe there's a correlation. It'd be interesting for someone to look into that. Um, but um, yeah, so so just coming back to that self-regulation and teenagers and, you know, like so, so like the basics of that is that, that, that you know, the, the emotional maturity is also getting a crash course then you know um but it's getting a crash course while they're surrounded like that war zone um you know and 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 that no one understands me because i mean these are developmental milestones that's just part of them forming an identity by being confused about who they are so you know even in how you actually approach a child around that kind of stuff like you know I wouldn't be asking about who they are. I would be going, this is the, these are the things I love about you. You know, I love that you're courageous because when you did this and this, you know, I, I love that, you know, you've got a sassy, sassy humor and you only show it to certain people. Like the things that are important and the things that you notice about their character, that's what you, t- that's what you t- connect them to. Um, do you know, and, and, and not focus on the, like well, what do you the why is focusing on the what do you see? This is this is what I know about you. This is what I like about you. I love that you're really compassionate. I love that you really care. Um, do you know the fact that you love the environment or this or this or this or you know you're really good at maths or you know you're not like you're not half bad at kicking a footy or or, or whatever like whatever it is like it's about anchoring sometimes anchoring children to the things that are known, not the things that they're often thinking about in the future because you know often it's a thinking about the future not having an idea of what and being able to be future orientated so you've got to come back to the help them to come back to the now but what's great in the now and you're at trying to anchor them to that um, and that's when they're re- really kind of dis- it's just a tip when they're really quite dis- disconnected from self um do you know and and and, um, and perhaps what they might be needing um so, you know, like being able to self-regulate or, you know, or have that regulation skill, it's an ongoing development. Do you know what I mean? Like it's an, cause you, cause, cause life is <laughs> wonderfully and shit and all of that kind of stuff. I always say that it's beautiful and horrible, um, all at the same time. Um, you know, and you do need to be able to work with yourself and, and work with the understanding that you know you're always going to develop that skill um you know because it's the same with some pains and some things that are that that happen that you're you're going to you know there's some things that you just aren't able to actually get over do you know that you like you know grief and you know maybe losing like losing a loved one you know like i've said this before you know you're not meant to get over that you're meant to learn to how to like figure out how to continue to love them um, and honor them and have them in your life, not not uh, not forget about them or not talk about them or any of that kind of stuff. You're meant to continue to figure out a different way to love them because they still love you. That love doesn't go anywhere, <laughs> do you know? Um, so 
so I think like some telltale signs around that, um, like adults, uh, for that dysregulation, right. But like stress can mask it a little bit because when people are stressed, they're, they're just completely dysregulated anyway. It's not necessarily that they don't have the skill to regulate. It's just that they're too stressed, do you know, which is a common, common thing. And that can get you really into that cycle. Um, do you know of, 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 you know, needing someone else to co-regulate you or do you know, um, or just being so distressed all the time that you you're not returning to equilibrium. So you so you're exhausted, you know, and that the stress definitely can do that. Anxiety, can, lots of different mental health issues can do that. Um, do you know? And same, so, so like being overworked can do that. Just you know, um, so so I think like, you know, some of the things are is like when you're taking things personally all the time. That's a telltale sign. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, when you're really angry at the world or you're really, um, unable to, you know, like have, like relax, <laughs> um, you know, like it's, it's either the two extremes or, or, or you're really numb to the world, do you know, um, which, which can be like masked by, uh, you know, like there's that emotional distress that you just haven't been dealing with. Do you know, you haven't been, um, say, say things have happened and you, you've been kind of battling with yourself and, you know, avoiding, avoiding those feelings or, or what I like to talk say sometimes is you're just pushing them down further and further and away. And, you know, like, you know, um, refusing to accept that they're actually something that happened to you or refusing to ex- allow those emotions to exist um, because you're stronger than that. Do you know, <laughs> like there's a tremendous amount of different things that we tell ourselves um, to be able to, you know, like white knuckle it through whatever's happening. Um, and I think it, the, the emotional like the emotional kind of distress stuff is is really difficult because it can be layered with years of stuff that has not been addressed. Do you know? And it can it can really also be you know a fair bit of um, dysregulation that causes attachment issues, causes issues in relationships, can cause it imbalances. In you know like if you if you're requiring your partner to regulate like regulate your emotions um do you know like and that's that can cause some significant issues um you know and same with like i think people pleasers too do you know like people pleasers are like that's it's another challenge um around that regulation because they it's it's the people <laughs> that they're pleasing that reg makes them feel good about themselves you know, so they're actually, you know, the things that they're doing for others is what's giving them their, you know, needing to be needed is what's giving them their, their, you know, uh, purpose, but also their regulation within themselves, do you know, um, while also often ignoring their own lives, which is, is very, very, very challenging. Um, and I think, you know, like I tell people, please, as I always say to people, please, is like, if you remove yourself do you know, like if you remove yourself or if you stop calling or if you stop engaging and stuff like that and you don't hear anything, that's a telltale sign. Because people pleasers often that needed to be needed. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they also, you know, they also chase that needing. <laughs> so in doing that, you know, like if they remove themselves, they're actually then getting a real stark reality of the relationships and the connections that they have, which can then orientate them to be able to try and give that to themselves. 
Um, do you know, like, because, you know, if no one's coming back, <laughs> then, um, that's what the relationship was. It's, it's, it's terrible and, you know, very sad. Um, but at the same time, it can help you to be able to give all of that energy and all of that effort that you give to everyone else. It can help you give that to yourself because that's truly where it's needed. Um, do you know? And I think um, it can help you to reorientate to participate in your life. But I digress. So let's get back to the self, you know, the self-regulation. So, you know, like I think some of the stuff with the self-regulation that's super important is, you know, how do you participate in your emotions? How do you actually like freely, willingly participate in feeling shit. One of the things you do to feel shit, um, do you know, like, like how do you, like, like sometimes I say to people when they're having a breakup, like how do you Bridget Jones that shit? <laughs> I do, let me caveat this with, I do not like Bridget Jones movies at all, but she freely participated in her emotions, even though she annoyed the bejesus out of me because it made us, you know, anyway, whatever. It just clashed with some of my values. But, do you know, like I think that um, if you, you know, like I'm saying that to people to be like, how do you cry on the couch for days? How do you watch sad movies? How do you, you know, how do you um, eat chocolate, like and a bucket of ice cream or whatever? Like, and then, and then after doing that for a while, you know, how do you, how do you then go and leave your house? Do you know, and have action and go for a walk and, and look after your body and take care of yourself and connect with friends. And do you know, like there's a reason why Italians wear black for months after they've lost someone. It's a sign of respect in that morning, do you know? But it's also about participating in the loss, <laughs> not just getting on with life. How are you honouring your emotions by participating and experiencing them wholly? So how do you be sad? How are you angry? How are you, you know, because I bet, I bet if I said, how are you excited? you know like what do you like what do you like when you're excited do you like are you bubbly are you happy is there a bounce do you say hello to everybody like what are the things that you do when you're super happy um do you know versus what are the things that you do when you're sad do you know like when I'm sad I don't really want to talk to people <laughs> I just want to be able to you know like I normally want to go to the beach or I normally just want to um you know put my feet in the water or I normally you know I just want to be able to have some time just to do the things that make me feel good, that soothe myself, that, you know, that are like, that are not like too loud or too extreme or, do you know, and, and then I might write about it, do you know, or I might, um, I might, um, no, that's probably it really for sad. <laughs> or I might have a nice warm shower or something like that. Do you know? Um, but if I'm really, really, really super sad, I'll watch sad movies to make me cry. Um, do you know? Which is whatever. It's what it is. Um, what's your version of that? Do you know? Like, or do you just try to pretend it hasn't happened? <laughs> um like, how do you make amends with your emotions by letting them exist and then 
allowing them to process through you healthily so that then you can have your logical self come back on board and you can figure out what what's happened what's gone on what what's important to you you know like because once you've experienced the emotions then you can logically assess it whether or not you're overreacting or underreacting or whatever and then you can let it go that's self-regulation if you're going to talk to your kids like to teenagers right like one of the like communicate as honestly as you can like always do you know like don't let things be a surprise do you know like so you know like when girls start to get their like start to get their periods and stuff like that and then all of a sudden you know they start to get really emotional about things that just don't matter <laughs> and they don't know why they're emotional but they're got you know like they they're crying over um they're crying at school and they don't know why and everyone keeps asking them why you know or they're sad or you know or they're happy or they're they're manic <laughs> like don't let that be a surprise <laughs> do you know like it's making sure that kids are well prepared for that they're gonna have a couple of cuckoo years and then it will plateau out but cuckoo looks like this um so that they're not in the depths of it trying to figure out what what cuckoo looks like or it just thinking that they're absolutely crazy when they're not do you know, like, that's a normal thing to be completely devastated and upset as a teenager and not know why. Because there is no why. It's just emotions. It's hormones. And it's, you know, it's your your body kind of working to figure things out. It's laying down that emotional maturity, um, you know. But if, if that's a surprise for you, that's hard. Because you're also living in a war zone, you know, like being high school. Um, yeah, so don't let things be a surprise for them. Like that's one of the key. Don't 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 let it be a surprise. Prepare them. Um, you know, and remember that they don't have the ability to be future orientated. You know, like they really struggle at being able to see beyond that their best friend's not talking to them. Like it's the end of the world. <laughs> Do you remember that? It's not the end of the world. I remember that, and it was. The world was ending. <laughs> So remembering that, right, and, you know, supporting them to show them how to create ways to nurture themselves, have compassion for themselves, take care of themselves, you know, like physically look after themselves while they're going through that. Not anger, not rage, not hating on themselves, not I'm crazy, not blah, 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 blah. Okay? Um. And that, that can really help them, you know, because that's co-regulation in my mind because you, you try, you're showing them how to move, move through it and then let it go, do you know? And you're showing them how to accept themselves even for their crazy. So um, I can't emphasize that enough around teenagers um, and preteens. Um. Because they're like locked in those moments, those awful, awful moments. So, um, I think that's you know, like if that if that's interesting you and you do have a 
a teen or preteen, like do some research on emotional participation or how to develop your, um, uh, you know, self-regulation in teenagers, like do some research, learn about it, you know, Google that shit because there is heaps of stuff out there. And then again, it's about using your discernment, talking, talking to your other mums groups or your parenting groups or other teenage parents and things like that and you know and then create your own ideas around this you know like and and like because that's one of the things is is if this is sparking things then you know like do some research and and use your discernment and, and see what fits with your world um and then go from that go from that point um like seeing like seeing emotions and emotional difficulty as learning is such a like it's so good like it's actually that's where some of the crash courses in emotional maturity happen in when there's the biggest breakups do you know and then the the learning that that it happened for a reason and to let it go do you know um and not cling to someone just because it's it's known um you know being okay with the unknown and change do you know um and i think for parents too like the biggest the biggest thing is to try and like remember as much as you as much as you can it's guidance not outrage do you know the more you become outraged by things the more the child like subconsciously sees that even mum and dad can't handle this even mum and dad can't self-regulate. <laughs> Do you know, like this is that big. So say difficulty with a teacher and stuff like that, you know, and you go in all outraged and all like, that teacher doesn't know shit, blah, 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 blah. That may be true, right? <laughs> However, all your child is seeing is your distress, which is equaling their distress. So don't jump into it with them. Do you know what I mean? Remember, like, the big guidance, not outrage. Save outrage for the private conversations with your partner later. Um, do you know? I think that, like, not getting caught up in the emotional turmoil, right, it can really help you to be that anchor and to steer them through it, do you know? And that's also creating that emotional maturity for them because they're seeing it in you your your child doesn't want you know like well the child doesn't want to see you distressed and you don't want to see the child distressed right and the best learning is around that hardship and recognizing that is super important so seeing those emotional opportunities um or difficulties as 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 opportunities for learning is is, is important um and also, you know, like, you know, I think also, you know, not like the age appropriate stuff is, is important. Do you know, like if, if a kid's having a tanny, not having a big conversation with them, <laughs> do you know, um, like, and trying that, you know, like letting them to have the tanny and walking away or sitting with them or standing with them or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. But, you know, having a, a com long conversation with them about, you know, what they're feeling and what's happening and blah, 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 blah. You've got to wait. Like, you know, to me, when you've got to wait till they, they, they've come back to a, you know, a semi-regulated state to be able to kind of assess that, do you know? And sometimes they're, you know, sometimes it's it's recognising, you know, 
Like some parents do this so well and they recognize when their child just needs to be held and contained and whatever and then being able to you know regulate afterwards and and talk things through afterwards you know not not necessarily jumping straight into um you know fix or regulate or distract um distract is 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 probably like like one of my little pet hates um even though it's needed (laughs) but sometimes I think it's overly overly used and children are just distracted from their emotions so they're not um they're not actually seeing they're not able to see what is um happening um and being able to um you know engage in that conversation at that time do you know like it's more of an adult conversation so it misses the it misses the emotions from it um and that going in and rescuing um is like rescuing is so like it's needed but it's also it's it's complex and difficult um because sometimes it means that um you know the the child's not being steered through something um themselves um you know it's being done for so the learning is not occurring um do you know and then they're heavily heavily reliant upon um you know, mum and dad again. So mum and dad are actually regulating their emotions um, and that more so than, than them doing their own self-regulation or they're, they're also using a tremendous amount of social media to be dysregulated because that's the other thing is, you know, like how we talked a little bit about um, that you're either like numb and dysregulated or you're like super, super intensified everything. Do you know, like um, social media is is for someone who is dysregulated, do you know what I mean? It's another way to continue to be um, in that state of dysregulation, um, which is a very sad because it can become chronic um, and it can become where someone actually, you know, spends more time um, disconnected and disassociated from the world, um, do you know, in, in computers or social media or whatever. Um, so they're not, they're actually not learning, <laughs> do you know, they're not learning relationships or connections or how to traverse difficulties or problem solve or, you know, like, um, and that, that as adults, that turns out to be people who, you know, like they can't hold down jobs. They, you know, like their relationships are, are really, um, are poor, um, do you know, because they're, they're <laughs> they haven't got the skills to overcome hardship um they're they're either all or nothing do you know like everything is all or nothing do you know um there's no in between so like their boss either hates them or loves them (laughs) there's no like in between at all um and um it's either like you know they they quit quit work quite easily and a lot um do you know same with relationships so um you know that they're not able to, not able to um, hold them down, you know, and it's never their fault. <laughs> or they're really narcissistic. <laughs> Option B. <laughs> um, and I know I'm, you know, like it's very difficult to, you know, cover all the bases. Do you know? Like it's very difficult to, you know, talk about this in. And, and be able to, um, you know, one, not offend everybody. 
well, you know, I'm always offending someone, so good job, Jess. Um, do you know, but again, if, if you're offended, <laughs> that's my little telltale sign. If you're offended, kind of like maybe take a look at why. Um, so I think with the self-regulation stuff, the, the other key around teenagers and is it is that um, self-regulation helps us to, um, you know, like with that emotional maturity, it helps us to explore like shame and guilt and, you know, um, be able to traverse those emotions. Um, and and the same with like excitement and happy and, and joy and love and, and, and compassion and kindness and all the, all the things. But, you know, the more difficult emotions and anger and, you know, rage and all of that kind of stuff, being able to participate in them and work through them is such a really key thing at, um, as, as teenagers, um, you know, because it it is important to feel shame, little bits of shame, you know, little bits of guilt and, and then be able to own it and do the right thing. Like, you know, like sometimes like teenagers these days, they just create their own, like sometimes they create their own reality, you know, like where, you know, like the sky is blue, but they will swear that it's purple do you know what I mean and refuse to believe otherwise so they're creating this whole different truth right same with like so if a child cheats or something like that right you know like seeing people where you know like even their parents are agreeing with them um even though it is plain and simple that they cheated right? But they're all refusing to acknowledge that, which means that a whole different truth and reality is being created there that they all believe. And that child then is not feeling the shame and not feeling the guilt, do you know? So they're not actually working through that, uh, owning it, having logical consequences and natural consequences to their behavior and, and actually learning the mistake and doing it differently. You know, which there's there's growth in that tremendously around emotional maturity, owning your shit, all of that kind of stuff, right? Because mistakes, mistakes are great, but if you don't believe them and if you support the lie, then then the development for that child is so it's it's like yeah, it's not going to be good because um, you you like. You know, like, like kids, kids, like kids cheat and kids do, you know, kids do silly things out of pressure and out of this and of that and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and whatever. And, you know, like they're the times to make the mistakes <laughs> so you can learn. <laughs> but if you're entering into a different reality with your child, same with like thinking that your child is the most smartest child in the world, they're not, unless they like literally are at Harvard or whatever at four. <laughs> Do you know, like having an understanding, yeah, I'm not going to dive too much into that at the end, but so self-regulation, right? It is super key um, in being able to deal with the world, understanding that and understand, like, so if you have mental health issues or if you have difficulty with anxiety, or if you have difficulties with this or that or whatever, you know, like th- these, some of these, like this understanding around so how do you regulate yourself what are the things that you do to co-regulate you know like 
I'm hesitating because this is a whole other podcast (laughs) and I will you know I'll continue to go into this stuff and I've loved your feedback like your feedback's been epic um I'm blown away by the people reaching out and you know talking about the podcast and questions and all of that kind of stuff and you know like it, it love it absolutely love it um you know it's it's making me want to stay on the road (laughs) you know and keep going so if I can somehow turn this into a wage that would be fabulous but you know well we'll see what happens I'm I'm already blown away by what's happened so why not um I I love it um all the reviews and the, the the giving me five stars and stuff like that that's fabulous um you know sounds all fancy uh so i've appreciated that and also the new people that have signed up to my course um welcome <laughs> and remember you know like through that you can reach out if you need anything or need any you know assistance or don't understand or nothing or something's not working for you you just email through there and um and i'll respond myself or my team will respond to you so um yeah like welcome welcome to all my new listeners too um and remember please like i love the messages love people reaching out and telling me you know what things that they want me to talk about um do you know and have a chat with um you know like this podcast is still developing um and um and hopefully this one sounds this the, the sound is a lot better for you a little, a little bit more easy listening um and um yeah and i'll uh, i'll keep keep going i know that parenting one you know people really loved that so i'll do a bit more around parenting and, and the same with this one this one's got a bit of this um um but yeah I, um, I, I hope that you all are well and happy and, you know, if not participate in that, um, and, uh, and, and once you've participated in that emotion, then you can regulate regulators. That's a song. What is it? Regulators mount up. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. Okay. I'm going to go now. Um, it looks like it's going to rain, but it's uh, perfect weather for whale watching. See you, kids.